God is with you. Let us pray. Beggar God, you call us from the roadside to see ourselves in you. Let us take heart and come to you, though your road leads to Calvary and absent sun, the love revealed for lightless eyes. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. For the past 11 months, we have been on a journey. In addition to the odyssey of the pandemic, we in the church have been working our way through the gospel according to Mark. We have listened to Mark's laconic language, his brief, concise narrative style for which we call him the Hemingway of the gospel writers. We've tripped over Mark's favorite word, immediately. Everything in Mark happens immediately with urgency. We see it again today in the last line of today's gospel passage, and we'll come back to it in the four weeks left in the liturgical year. As we followed Mark's gospel, we studied how Jesus in Mark describes God's way and contrasts God's values with those who seek power and wealth. We've talked about Jesus' role as a servant and how discipleship in Mark means following Jesus. Today, Mark gives us an example of Mark's principles. It is the example, the disciple, the model for faith and discipleship. Who is that model? Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is the ideal disciple in Mark. Between Ventura and Ojai, in the town of Oakview, two of my mentors, Ched Myers and Elaine Enns, run an organization called Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. It's a social justice-oriented organization where biblical scholarship and action meet. Their tagline is, where the seminary meets the streets. They teach things like permaculture, watershed discipleship, Sabbath economics, all alongside eschatology and biblical literacy. Chet is one of the top Markin scholars alive today. And about this passage that we read today, Chet writes, In the story of Bartimaeus, Mark gives us an archetypal portrait of the healing journey from denial to discipleship. Followers of Jesus should stand for compassion and equity and against all forms of oppression and violence. To do this, we must face our personal and political blindness to the realities of suffering, as well as to God's horizons of justice. Jesus gives us eyes to see and courage to follow in the way of faith, service, and solidarity. So Bartimaeus is the archetype of a journey, the journey from isolation and blindness 
to vision and belonging. Let's review that journey. Mark really packs a lot into this short story. It starts with Bartimaeus, who is blind and begging on the roadside near Jericho. Already, that's a lot. We've got Bartimaeus, Bar meaning son, like Bar Mitzvah. Bartimaeus, Timaeus is like a Greek name. Even it's one of the dialogues of Plato. Bartimaeus, a mixed culture there. Bartimaeus is on the roadside, on the margin, on the border, and he's near Jericho, one of the oldest cities in the whole world, the place where God's transformational power tore down the walls of the city that would have prevented the Israelites from settling in the promised land. Likewise, Bartimaeus is kept out. He is silenced by the crowd. He is kept at a distance from Jesus. The passage says, many sternly ordered him to be quiet. Bartimaeus was actively silenced, actively oppressed, but he did not give up. He cried even more loudly. Now, Bartimaeus is the archetype of discipleship in Mark, not because he says the right things. He calls Jesus son of David, despite the fact that Jesus explains in Mark 12 that he is not David's son that he is not his inferior. The divine Christ was before David. Bartimaeus doesn't know that, so he calls out something that religious folks might call wrong. My point here is that discipleship has very little to do with being right or perfect in religious institutions or theology. What does matter is need. Bartimaeus is compelled by necessity. He knows what he needs and he persists in asking for it. When Bartimaeus meets Jesus, Jesus asks, What do you want me to do for you? Notice this is the phrase of a servant, like the servant of all from last week's passage. It is also the same question that Jesus asked James and John last week when the brothers asked Jesus to sit at his right and left. But instead of asking for a place of honor, Bartimaeus asks for mercy, for an end to his suffering, for change. Bartimaeus asks for something he needs. He does not live a life of quiet desperation, as Thoreau said. His desperation is loud in getting louder. Sometimes our desperation is amplified by financial stress or relational problems or addiction. For most of us, despair is most acute in bodily suffering in illness and pain. Many of you know that I suffer from chronic migraines, a malady I inherited from my mother. When I was young, I remember taking plain toast to my mom, who was shut up in dark rooms for days at a time, writhing in pain. My own migraines are a bit different from hers. Thankfully, I think they're less extreme. But since my early 20s, my migraines are preceded by what they call an aura. 
just before the pain and nausea hit, I see translucent blobs floating and pulsating across my eyes screen, and then my field of vision divides, which renders me essentially blind. All I can do is shut my eyes, stop, and wait. I find that those moments of desperation help me relate to others who are suffering, to the despair of others. In late May of 2020, desperation in our country got a lot louder. Perhaps lifted by the stress of the pandemic quarantine, but certainly in response to the murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police, the national desperation over racial injustice grew loud. There were over 450 protests across the country. 450 protests. For a moment, it appeared that some of white America was opening its eyes to the reality of police violence and systemic racism. Organizations from schools and churches to gyms and restaurants sent out emails admitting to ways in which we have all participated in systemic racism, particularly against our black siblings. It was an inspired and inspiring time. And much of that creative energy and insight seems to have faded into the background of the national discourse. But a truth remains. We as a nation must face the reality of racism to save the lives of our black siblings. This movement is compelled by necessity. Likewise, the ecological crisis of climate change compels us by necessity. We need serious shifts in everything from transportation to construction to minimize global suffering. We're compelled by necessity. How else are we here today compelled by necessity? How are our eyes open or closed to the suffering of others? As we seek vision, as we pursue change, as we follow Jesus along the road, how do we respond to Jesus' question, that simple question that makes all the difference? What do you want me to do for you? We know that Jesus, the divine, can do what we need. What do we want God to do? How are we partnering with God to meet the needs of the kingdom? Amen. The mustard seed this week is to address that question that Jesus asks. What do you want me to do for you? 
What is it we are asking God to do? What would we like to change? What is the change that we would like to see in our own lives or in the world? How are we partnering with God to meet the needs of the kingdom? What do you want God to do? Have a great week. Trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray this week for all who are suffering in their bodies. We pray for an end to systemic racism. We pray for the rains to settle into this earth. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying,
go in peace to love and serve the Lord.